Underdog Collectibles is an online shop run for collectors by collectors. Join them every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday night as they break new products, talk sports, and hopefully you'll pull a great hit to add to your collection. Visit them at www.udogcollect.com and tell them Wax Pack Hero sent you. Remember, always bet on the underdog. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I am going to declare September Donruss Month at Wax Pack Hero. I'm going to be talking about a couple Donruss products here in this podcast to kick off the month. And then over the course of the rest of the month, I'm going to have several blog articles published on the site covering a variety of 1980s Donruss oddball issues. And I think I'm going to have a lot of fun with it. I'm not sure what the popularity is of these sets right now. I know there is somewhat of a market for them, but I've been going through this million card collection and I've come across several of these Donruss oddball sets from the 80s and I've just been having a ton of fun going through them, looking at them, doing some research and learning more about some of these products that while they were available in the 80s, they weren't widely available in my area. And so that is what I'm going to cover today. And so I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, this is Scott Spizio, and you're listening to the Wax Packs Hero Sports Card Minute. From 1983 through 1987, Donruss released a series of oversized card sets under the Donruss Action All-Stars and Donruss All-Stars monikers. For the first several years, it was clear that Donruss was still kind of experimenting with what exactly they wanted this product line to be. But over time, a few characteristics held true. I present to you the definitive guide to Donruss Action All-Stars. It started in 1983, and the 60-card set debuted in 38-pack boxes with 6 cards in each pack. Actually, if you look at the box, it says it's a 36-pack box with 2 bonus packs for added profit for the retailer. Kind of interesting. There were 6 cards in each pack, and each pack retailed for $0.30 and came with 3 puzzle pieces, which were part of a Mickey Mantle puzzle that was unique to this product. With 228 cards in a box, you know, collectors could reasonably expect to be able to put together about 3 complete sets with a few extras, depending on collation. Now, Each horizontal card had a maroon border and featured 2 images of the player. One was a portrait, and one was an inset action shot. The Donruss 83 logo was in the upper left-hand corner of the card, and player's name and position was found under the inset action photo on the bottom right. The card backs featured the player's name, bio, career stats, and a few interesting facts about the player. One thing to note is the Reggie Jackson variation in the set. There's two different backs for the Jackson. The more valuable variation has a red-shaded box used for the bio info and interesting facts, and that ran into the area where the last couple years of stats were. So usually those were two separate um, independent areas of the card. That shading ran into the stats section on the variation. The checklist is pretty loaded with Johnny Bench, Nolan Ryan, Pete Rose, Cal Ripken Jr., George Brett, and Mike Schmidt, just to name a few of the big names in the set. There's tons of other stars in the mix. 
You can pretty much pick up singles for 18 cents each on sport lots, and unopened wax boxes can be picked up for about 20 bucks on eBay. Another thing to note is don't overlook the market for the mantle puzzle pieces. A lot of times, at least personally, I almost always just bundle in these Donruss puzzle pieces with some of the bulk lots that I'm going to get rid of because there isn't necessarily a huge market. But with these mantle pieces, it's a little bit different because it was a set that was unique or a puzzle that was unique to this product. There's fewer of them to go around, meaning they're a little bit more valuable and a little bit more hard to find than the regular puzzle pieces for that year. For, for instance, on sport lots, listings show only about a third as many mantle pieces compared to the cob pieces that were in the flagship downrest set that year. Also, there's a dealer promo sheet of four uncut cards that can be found that featured Pete Rose, Mookie Wilson, Dave Winfield, and Tim Lawler. In 1984, Donruss kept the maroon border from the prior year, but they flipped it to a vertical card orientation. This also kept the action and portrait shots, but got creative with how they were displayed. The action shot took up the full front of the card, and the color portrait shot moved to the back. And this is actually the first time we've ever had a color player photo on the back of a card. I, I consulted industry expert Rich, uh, Rich Klein, Uncle Rich, and he agreed. He thinks this is the first time that we had a color player photo on the back of the card. And so that's pretty interesting that this oddball card kind of set a new industry first. In addition to the photo, the backs also contained some of the same statistical and biographical information that we saw in 1983. Donruss also kept the size of the set the same, and just like the 83 release, the 60-card 84 checklist was once again loaded with stars. This time, some of the younger guys made the cut, including Willie McGee, Ryan Sandberg, and Wade Boggs, joining those legendary names of Ryan, Rose, Brett, and Jackson. And once again, an exclusive puzzle was included with Ted Williams getting the honor in 1984. Similar to the prior year, the Williams pieces are tougher to find than the Duke Snyder puzzle that was in the flagship set. There's only a handful of these pieces available on sport lots, and the puzzle is recognized as being the most rare of all Donruss puzzles. Another fact that you might not know. The 84 packs retailed for 35 cents, so an increase of 5 cents, and contained 5 cards and 3 puzzle pieces. Full boxes are, again, pretty reasonable on eBay if you're interested in picking up uh, a box to check it out. There was another four-card promo sheet in 1984, and this one was uh, a little bit different than the year before. This time there were only two players featured, but the promo sheet had both the front and the backs facing forward. So you can see both the front and the back of both the Robin Yao and Bob Horner cards. The product continued to evolve in 1985 and used some of the familiar aspects from the prior sets while also making a few changes. The set stayed with a vertical orientation and the checklist remained at 60 cards once again. Mattingly, Ozzie Smith, Sandberg are just a few of my favorites from that set and also Dwight Gooden has a rookie card in this set. From a design perspective, Donruss chose to move the portrait back to the front of the card in 85. The black checkered border is more closely tied to the flagship design than either of the two previous releases. It seems like they were starting to evolve more of a cohesive look and feel for their products. It seems Donruss decided to streamline some things as well by using the same Lou Gehrig puzzle in both the flagship and Action All-Stars product. So 83 and 84 were the only two years where we had a unique puzzle. 85, 86, 87 used the same puzzle as the flagship. 
packs once again contain five cards and three puzzle pieces. And again in 1986, more changes were introduced. First and foremost, the name of the product dropped the action title and moved to a simple 1986 Donruss All-Stars. The design was pretty much just a larger version of the flagship's design, and for the first time, it went with just a single player picture. In place of that small inset picture that we saw in the first few years, a National League or an American League logo was used. Like we saw in 1985, Donruss used the same Hank Aaron puzzle again in the All-Star line and the flagship line, and that was one of the inserts. Uh, Did you catch that? Yep, I said one of the inserts. In 1986, Donruss introduced a second insert into this product, a set of 18 pop-ups that uh, represented the nine All-Star game starters for each league. This was another nice, unique addition to a product which was already full of character in my opinion. Each set since 1983 had a checklist as one of the 60 cards, but 1986 was the first year another non-player card was introduced into the set. To help commemorate the All-Star game, Card number 59 featured the Minneapolis Metrodome, which hosted the 1985 event. The checklist contained a whopping 21 members of the Hall of Fame, matching the total from the 1985 set. Four special cards could be found on box bottoms, with Wade Boggs, Lee Smith, Cecil Cooper, and a full picture of the Hank Aaron puzzle being on the checklist. And similar to what we've seen since 1983, sealed boxes can be found for about $20 delivered on eBay, and singles are widely available on sport lots. In 1987, it marked the fifth and final year of the jumbo-sized Donruss All-Star run. And if you look at it, you probably could tell that there were some indications that the end was near. There were actually no notable changes to the design elements or the packaging from the year before. The design was pretty much a mirror image of the 1987 flagship design, minus that baseball pattern that you could see in the middle of the side border. It was a pure black border in these action all-star jumbo cards. The Roberto Clemente was the same, or puzzle was the same as the flagship, and this year the pop-up checklist expanded to 20 cards. The, the two editions were both the AL and the NL managers. Again, four cards could be found on the bottom of the boxes, Mike Scott, Roger Clemens, Mike Kruko, and a full picture of the Clemente puzzle were the cards available for collectors to chase. Now, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, I love oddball cards. And while these cards are not rare, I find them a little more unique than the traditional flagship releases, and they're a cherished part of my collection. From the jumbo size, which allows more info on the card backs, to the fun fact that the 1984 set made industry history by putting the full full co- the first full color photo on the back, to the exclusive puzzles in the first two years and the pop-up inserts, this product run, in my opinion, has it all. And so if you want to track some down and display them, I'd recommend picking up some of the, I think they're five by seven sheets, they're four pocket sheets, and they perfectly hold four cards. So anyway, I encourage you to check them out. They're a lot of fun, they're inexpensive, and they're loaded with big names. Let me know what you think of the Downers Action All-Star set in the comments below. Send me an email at waxpackhero at gmail.com. Reach out to me at Twitter at TheMikeSummer. I would love to hear what you think about this product line, as well as even this style of podcast where I kind of do a review of a whole run of a particular product. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. 
I had a lot of fun doing it, and I hope you enjoyed it. That's all I've got for you today, so thanks, and I'll catch you next time.